Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Today is Veterans Day. Let us take a moment in silence to honor those men and women we have lost over the years. Okay, this is Wicked Sources. I'm your host, Mike, broadcasting live from Los Angeles, and every week I bring you news info that can affect you, including... Along the way, I will introduce you to alternative products that can bring a little comfort to your life. If you find value in this video, smash the like for the algos. Subscribe if you want more. Today, we have a few items to cover. Biden is currently being pushed by a couple dozen congressmen to issue clemency on cannabis convictions. We also have Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman pushing for cannabis legalization, saying in quotes, We can do it now. And finally, the last item on the list we'll cover will be Virginia sealing 400,000 cannabis convictions, changing those people's lives overnight. So with that being said, let's begin today's show. All right. Senators push Biden for cannabis clemency. Senators Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, and Jeff Merkley sent a letter urging President Joe Biden to issue mass pardons for people convicted of marijuana offenses as a first step toward righting the wrongs of prohibition. In quotes, our country's cannabis policies must be completely overhauled, but you have the power to act now. You can and should issue a blanket pardon for all nonviolent federal cannabis offenses, fulfilling your promises to the American people and transforming the lives of tens of thousands of Americans. A bipartisan coalition of two dozen governors sent a letter calling on congressional leaders to pass marijuana banking legislation through the National Defense Authorization Act. I did cover a story on this. Right now, and for the last decade or so, cannabis businesses can't even open a bank account. That poses great security risks for those businesses as well as the communities surrounding them. Other representatives sent a letter calling on House leaders to include provisions protecting state and tribal marijuana laws from federal interference in upcoming spending legislation. A survey of Ohio lawmakers found that Republicans are more likely to support legalizing cannabis than Democrats are. However, GOP members are less supportive of letting people grow their own cannabis at home, which I can't understand. We've done it for years. I disagree, but we'll have to wait and see exactly what their reasoning might be for that. The Denver, Colorado City Council's Finance and Governance Committee held a hearing on a city panel's recommendation to expand the voter-approved decriminalization of psilocybin to include gifting and communal use, which is a great, great step forward. I'm a huge supporter of psilocybin mushrooms. I've taken them for years, and it's helped my life tremendously. A few years ago when I started, I realized that the impacts were positive and that really, I felt compelled to share that, and so, so I started making videos about it. Montana Department of Revenue officials testified at a legislative hearing that they are open to scaling back proposed rules blocking cannabis industry employment for people with past convictions and restricting CBD sales. On a federal level, we have representatives posting and tweeting Local cannabis businesses in Oregon show the way to a smart cannabis policy at the federal level. Republican Nancy Macy of South Carolina 
proposed a recent cannabis legalization bill, which I covered in the last episode. In the last show, uh, I talked about exactly some of the things that her bill was covering, and I felt that it was well-written in some areas. It definitely talked about very critical aspects that were very, very important to me, as well as many others. However, that bill is about 116 pages. We don't know what else is in that bill. Another representative tweets, We need to safeguard our financial system, reduce the public safety risk in our communities, and help better support small, veteran, and minority-owned cannabis businesses and their employees. We need safer banking now. The House bill to deschedule cannabis and fund programs to repair drug war harms got three new co-sponsors for a total of 96 and the house bill to require the department of veterans affairs to conduct clinical trials on medicinal cannabis got one new co-sponsor for a total of two there is a lot happening in this space as i've said before 2021 has been the most active year for cannabis reform as we progress on to our next story, we have Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman pushing for federal legalization of weed, saying we can make it happen now if we speak up. Big cannabis companies are backing a new celebrity-infused campaign. Federal legalization has advanced somewhat, but still faces strong headwinds on Capitol Hill. Cannabisincommon.org and in an end. CannabisInCommon.org, an initiative launched Tuesday, aims to change that, and it has nabbed actor Seth Rogen and comedian Sarah Silverman to push its message. Seth, in quotes, says, Legalizing cannabis is long past due, and if we make enough noise, we can make it happen. He is a co-founder of a cannabis company and smokes often himself. Silverman voices another animated promo. Americans can't agree on anything, can we, she asks. Fortunately, there is at least one thing most Americans have in common. More than two-thirds of us agree cannabis should be legalized, and we have a real shot at getting it done if we speak up now. Cannabisincommon.org makes it possible for supporters to email or call their congressional representatives, so I urge you to do so now. And state-licensed pot companies also plan to email their customers, put up posters in shops, add information into their apps, and otherwise encourage consumers to get involved. As of now, 18 states and Washington, D.C. have legalized recreational cannabis. There are other states as well, and it brings us to a total of about 36 nationwide who have legalized cannabis in one form or another. It's a great time for cannabis. Before I continue, I'm going to take a short break, have some coffee, recollect my thoughts, and then we'll start on the next story, finish up this show, and move on to the next episode. Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. It'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today. All right, everybody. This episode is partly sponsored by Grassdoor.com. Get your cannabis delivered in 45 minutes or less. With 500 plus products, you can get daily deals on flour, 
pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, concentrates, and more. When you order today, you can save 25% at checkout on your entire purchase if you use coupon code ARK. All capital letters, A-R-K. And get another 25% off on your second order. Grassdoor.com. Try it today. All right, top of the hour now, folks. It is 1.09 p.m. on a Thursday. I hope you guys are enjoying your Veterans Day. Our last story that we're going to cover is Virginia State officials seal 400,000 marijuana convictions. Virginia State officials announced that almost 400,000 cannabis-related criminal records have been sealed since the state legalized adult-use marijuana possession in July. The figures come courtesy of Virginia's Cannabis Oversight Commission and comprise of 330,000 convictions for low-level cannabis possession and a further 64,000 convictions for low-level distribution. Virginia's marijuana regulator was first charged with combing through the state's criminal records to identify cases eligible for expungement after marijuana possession was decriminalized last year. This effort intensified following the legalization of recreational cannabis possession this year. I can only imagine the workload. There must have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands, even more than what we're seeing. So they had their work cut out for them. In quotes, these initial record sealings by Virginia State Police are a small step toward righting the wrongs of cannabis prohibition, said Normal Development Director. There remains much work to be done to permanently remove these stains from Virginians' records, and we're committed to continuing our efforts in the 2022 General Assembly to help expedite the process. Virginia lawmakers also passed uh, a bill this year, House Bill 2113, which was signed into law by uh, Governor Ralph Northam to facilitate automatic expungements of prior convictions for cannabis-related offenses that would now be legal. Following marijuana legalization in Virginia, the state now has the most lenient marijuana laws in the country, with a maximum civil penalty of $25 for possessing amounts greater than one ounce, which still makes no sense. An ounce is not a lot of weed, and why is there even a penalty fee for it? Granted, it's low, still doesn't make sense to be uh, citing people for any amount of weed, period, uh, less than let's say, four ounces. Virginia is one of many states that have legalized cannabis and are now making moves to end the legacy of criminal sanctions for prior cannabis offenses. Since launching adult-use cannabis sales at the beginning of last year, state officials in Illinois have expunged an estimated half a million cannabis-related criminal records, and California almost 200,000 criminal records. And in Jersey, New Jersey there have been around 362,000 expungements of cannabis-related records this year alone. So far, around 20 states have passed legislation to enable or facilitate expungements of cannabis-related criminal records. This is huge. It's a huge step forward for cannabis. After all, for nonviolent offenses, there is no reason why anybody should even have a criminal record of cannabis. This this war on drugs needs to end. And I can't think of any better place or time or specific drug than for it to begin with cannabis. What do you guys think? Leave them down below. 
I'll catch you guys on the next episode.